0: Guys, welcome back to another episode of "It's Too Late." I am your host, Alan Mosley, and I'm joined as always by the not number three, not number, not three. number two, but the number one <laughs> producer in podcasting. It's Blake Osborne. Blake, yes. how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. I think I need to shave though. I
0: can't. What you, I can't even see anything, man. Hmm. It's because I'm blonde. Okay. So everybody at home, if you think Blake needs to shave because his uncouth appearance is not professional for late night, go ahead and type at Blake Osborne and let him know what you think. (laughs) Let's see it one more time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're practically Grizzly Adams. It's over. I think I'm getting
1: gray. That's crazy.
0: (laughs) Well, I can't, I can't, no, see, that's one reason why I don't grow facial hair is because so all this right here. Gets obvious. Yeah. It's bad. Getting old, buddy. I know. And I'm only 24. It's terrible. (laughs) It's awful. Wow. <sighs> Did you do anything fun last weekend?
1: Last weekend, uh, I've been working really hard because my family and I are going to PCB next week, so we're looking forward to it.
0: Wait, where's that?
1: Panama City Beach.
0: You're going to Panama City? Yeah, Panama City. Yeah, well, hey, well thanks for inviting me, man. It's great.
1: No, yeah, well, you know, I can only bring <laughs> kids, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's not like I make a lot of money with this gig, you know. Oh,
0: okay, Dad, sure. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to Panama City Beach. Actually, yeah. that I'm glad that you mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, you won't be here next no, week. No,
1: I won't be here next week.
0: But the show must go on. Yeah, the show must go on, yes. So we're actually kicking around some ideas of yeah. what we might do next week. I don't know yet. Yeah, we might have like a like we we might kind of like do a round table where I bring sure. in a bunch of our friends and we're all on screen at once. We did okay. that uh, like a month or two ago. Yeah, that was and it pretty went neat. really well. That was pretty neat. I thought about doing kind of like a viewer special or we would take call ins. We've yeah. never done that before live no. where live on air. We had people call in and say, what's this show even about? <laughs> We've never done that. I'm thinking about doing I, d- I don't know. So in the comments, guys at home, leave me some ideas of what okay. you would like to see us do next week. But don't leave have Blake on because that's not <laughs> that won't be an option. Oh, yeah, we had okay. actually talked about recording two episodes today,
1: yeah, but that's too hard.
0: But we can't because this is live.
1: Yeah. Well, and then, you know, something amazing is going to happen between here and next Wednesday and I'm going to miss out. And you know how that is.
0: That's that is how it is. Mm -hmm. And that's one Mm -hmm. of the reasons like sometimes people will message like some big thing will happen in the news or whatever, and they'll be like, Hey, are you gonna make a video about whatever? And I'll say, Yeah, it'll be Wednesday night at (laughs) at nine o'clock Eastern. And they'll be like old news by then. Well you know, so Dave Smith already did an episode about this. Uh, And I'm like, dude, dude. we do a weekly show. It's on Wednesday nights at nine Eastern.
1: Yeah. And your take is better anyway.
0: It is better anyway. Mm -hmm. Take that, Dave. Um. So there was uh, one of one of our good friends, JD of JD and Uh, the Blues Machine, who was our musical guest on episode 100. He brought something to my attention. There is a competing program that has stolen our thunder. No way. Yeah. Go Go ahead and hit play that clip. And now,
1: everybody's favorite three and a half year old red monster, (laughs) Elmo. I am a
2: new talk show called the.
0: the Not Too Late Show. Close that. Get that out of here. Gosh. The Not Too Late Good Show. He even luck, had buddy. the same type of suit on as me. Did you see that?
1: <laughs> I saw that. He what had the rip-off. same
0: color suit. Ugh. And it's the Not Too Late Show. Because he says, because my bedtime 730. I can't do an <laughs> Elmo voice. But just just think of the most just just grating, mm. screeching tone. That's what oh. Elmo is to me. My IP, am I right? Yeah, I Because, you know, right? us libertarians, we really Jeez. believe in intellectual property.
1: Hey, you know, going back to next week, you know, you could always do just a full-on viewer mail show, like, all the way through.
0: I Well, see, we've done that before. Remember yeah. when we did our last AMA where hey, I just had yeah. the big stack of cards? Oh, But yeah. we do viewer mail every week now. Yeah, I
1: know, I know. See,
0: I know. we did that on the old show, yeah. and it was kind of like a people had, had material saved up. Uh, yeah. I don't think Andrew Avery can give us, like, 30 puns in one week. <laughs> I don't know. So, I'm I don't, I don't know. I, that's an option. But I feel like if we can incorporate some sort of, like, call-in aspect to it, then they yeah. feel like they're... I say them like they're these dumb plebs. These 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 idiots at home, they, they'll feel like they're a part of the show and blah, 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 blah. I, of course, I don't mean any of that. Of
1: course not. Our viewers are geniuses. Our
0: viewers are geniuses. They are
1: very smart people. <laughs> <laughs> Smarter than me sometimes.
0: So if you think you're smarter than Blake, type (laughs) at Blake Osborne in the chat and let him know. (laughs) Yeah. See, I'm trying to get engagement.
1: You are getting engagement. You
0: know, the thing is, because, so we prepare these episodes every Wednesday night on YouTube and on Facebook. And we've had weeks where viewership was awesome. And we've had a lot of weeks where viewership's not awesome. And then I'll get messages from people the following days saying, hey, when's the episode coming out? And I'm like... Dude. What what are you talking about? It comes out Wednesday night every at nine. Well, I didn't see it. So first of all, <laughs> you gotta hit that like slash subscribe. You gotta click that little like thing yeah. that says see first or whatever, depending uh, then you'll on. You'll know it's coming. And and second of all, it's every Wednesday night at nine o'clock Eastern. Yes. So now you know. Like we yeah. we actually do this show like a network program, right. like a television show. That's right. I don't know why I said it it's, I don't know why I said it like that I don't, I don't know, know what, what, where I'm from <laughs> but but we do it every Wednesday night at nine o'clock You're eastern we're live Easter. we're live right now at nine yeah. o'clock eastern time, and so now you know that's right, so you won't miss it again, but it, no. it actually it actually did by and I'm not blaming them by the way. it actually did bother me. I got a message from a couple of fairly long time viewers that said that they hadn't seen the show in a month and they thought we quit what every Wednesday night at nine o'clock Jeez. Oh, so we actually have some kind of deep stuff to talk about later on in the show. Yeah. But it's going to be later on in the show because we got to get our fun stuff out of the way mm. first so that everyone can kind of get their, get their, get their yeah. you know, giggles out because... So we're going to be talking about Garrett Foster. Yes, sir. But we're going to do that after the Meme of the Week in the viewer mail, That's which right. is coming after this commercial break. Don't go away. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Mosley. Hey, uh, hey Blake. Yeah? What time is it?
1: It's time for...
0: You could play that, couldn't you? Yeah. Maybe. I need I need you to do the, I need you to do like the 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 tense thinking music like they do on mm. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, oh, which yeah. by the way, rip Regis Philbin.
1: Oh yeah. So this is there's there's, there's
0: double meaning. So Jeffrey Epstein didn't a own an island, b assault minors, c go to prison, or d kill himself. Can I vote a friend on that? Yes, sure. yes. Let's call up Hillary
1: Clinton on line six. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hillary Clinton's your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I was about to say good for you, but her friends tend to go the way of the dodo. So, I don't know.
1: I don't know, man. The answer
0: is the answer is D. The answer of is course. always D. If it's you know always, what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Even when it's all of the above, you know why is all of the above always, always, always D in the in the in the four questions?
0: Well, so that you know what the above is. They are above because it's A B C D. Oh. If you say all of the above is A, then I, I you're like the question. Oh, my God.
1: Well, okay, so what have you made it A? It's in it all of the below.
0: I mean, it could be, but then you would be left in suspense as to what the below is, and you would have to go back to think as opposed to evaluate the answers as they come.
1: Wonderful mystique into, you know, their test-taking skills.
0: What's, what's happening right now? What's happening right now? It's just, just stop it. My, where's my Michael Jordan? Jiff? Just stop uh, it. Get some help. Right. Uh, speaking of Michael Jordan I started watching that documentary The Last Dance yeah it's pretty good really it is I've heard a lot of people say that it is good it's not like I doubted that it was good it's pretty good but of course I watched that and I watched the first couple of episodes and then I went and like watched a Larry Bird mixtape because I'm like that (laughs) Uh, but anyway
1: gotta round off all your corners
0: (laughs) (laughs) round off all your corners what does that what does that mean (laughs) anyway speaking of what things means Uh let's go ahead and do the viewer mail That's me. That's, you can tell he's texting me. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Andrew Avery writes, Yes. Dear Alan and Blank, What's another word for thesaurus? Now, Andrew's trying to trying to play a little funny game here. I'll tell you what another word for thesaurus is is onomasticon. So, wow. get wrecked. Go look Smart it up. Smart guy. Look at you. Uh, Sherry Voluntary writes, uh-huh. Dear Alan and Blank, I had a really good question I thought up this week, but I've forgotten it
1: uh why doesn't that surprise me
0: it doesn't surprise me but that's that that is not a question
1: it's not a question it's a statement
0: i'm gonna have to start like if there's not a question mark at the end i'm gonna quit reading them
1: <laughs> the whole thing would change if she put a question mark on the end of it
0: uh, i must have forgotten it yeah you must I'm, have you must have uh jonathan coranza writes dear alan blake why did i drink so much last night <laughs> well i mean you know <laughs> Time, times is hard. I
1: don't know. I don't know. Depends on what he drunk.
0: What he, drink. what he drunk, what he drank.
1: Drunk, Drink?
0: What, what he, drink. what he drank. Drank.
1: Drank. Drink, drank, drink, drink, drunk.
0: I mean, it depends on what you drink, I guess. I mean, I do <laughs> like to drink a lot, but I don't drink alcohol. Yep. Which there, we'll actually address in, in a future question. I so, something I've noticed in a lot yeah. of our viewer mails, we're going to get oh. to this here shortly. Yeah. People constantly ask you how much, how good goat tastes, which you don't eat goat. No. Or at least you don't you know. eat your goats. Of course not. Um, and then people like to ask us, what's our favorite drinks? Even though you and I both don't drink.
1: Yeah, we don't drink alcohol. Neither
0: of us drink alcohol. <laughs> no and way. then someone will write next week saying, so, you know, Bud or Miller Light," And they're like, it's- we... They're, they they both taste like piss. I'd exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Eric Eli writes, "Dear Alan and Blake, is it really hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way? God, it is.
1: Yeah, it's hard.
0: But since we're perfect, we manage to pull it off.
1: That's right. I, so you
0: see? I." There's going to be somebody in the chat that's like, oh, Classic Alan is being an arrogant POS. But they, they did it. Yeah. Eric did it. it I didn't, didn't do it.
1: All they did was open the door. You
0: Where's the through. drinking game at? I should have brought the drinking game They
1: up. need it badly
0: today. Uh, Kim Brown writes Dear Alan and Blank, do y'all prefer to read from an actual book or an e reader?
1: Uh, the regular book.
0: Like an actual book.
1: Yeah. There's first, okay. just something better about that to me. So,
0: first of all, who reads? Nobody reads. <laughs> Okay, so first of all, nobody reads.
1: You know, if, if I have if any, to read, it's from a book. You anyone know. who says
0: they're reading, they're lying to you. No one reads. No one reads. And second of all, <laughs> I, I'm a big audio book guy. Yeah. I am a big audio book guy, which we actually do audiobooks. Yes,
1: we do audiobooks. So we
0: did Mike Meharry's audiobook, right. Constitution Owner's Manual. So go get one and listen so to it. So if anyone's listening, if you are publishing a book or have published a book and you were on the fence or thinking about having an audio book done, yeah. contact us. That's right. Yeah, so contact, so TGS Alan Mosley at Gmail, contact us, right. and we will we'll record your audio book for right. you. I'm, that's yeah. Right. Yeah. This is a shameless promotion.
1: Absolutely shameless, but actually we're really good at it.
0: Okay, so Jeff Johnson asks, Dear Alan and Blake, margaritas or Manhattans? Okay, so that's exactly what I'm talking about right there.
1: <laughs> yeah we don't have an answer to that question
0: (laughs) so not only do i not have an answer i don't even i i know that a manhattan is a drink i don't even know what's in a manhattan because i don't don't drink i don't it's not knowledge i would come i like i don't look at the drink menu and say hmm and then i just just file it away for memory
1: yeah i don't know
0: it's not that i've never had a drink right it's just i don't like i just drink a pepsi yeah
1: me too there's I don't know why you want to put that stuff in you anyway.
0: Like I used to tell people if they ever came up with like something that was like 90% alcohol by volume or something, but it tasted exactly like cherry Kool-Aid, then I would be an alcoholic. (laughs) But until then, nah, not really. Yeah, not really. So believe it or not, we actually have two pages of viewer mail. So I had to pull up the second page here. You might think we're dragging, Uh -uh. but we're really not. We're trying to really enjoy the fun part of today's (laughs) show. Because the rest, once we go to the next commercial break, everyone's going to be like, oh, geez. It's it's going to be rough. Oh, man. Uh, Celeste Annis, that's It's Too Late Superfan. Celeste writes Dear Alan and Blake, do you prefer brisket or pulled pork? Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Brisket or pulled pork, Blake?
1: That's not fair. They're both (laughs) great. If I had to choose between the two, I would go with brisket
0: okay so i think i would go with pulled porks i think you could do more with it
1: yeah yeah you're right you could do a whole lot of different stuff. but i don't know you could put brisket on a lot of stuff sandwich top of mashed potatoes
0: Mm -hmm. yeah you can have a brisket sandwich Mm. we're not we're not going to make this into a food question episode we've already we've already run out of time for that um pulled pork uh mary lynn Wilimowski. Of Mary and David, Liberty Late Night yep. writes, Do you camp? And if so, do you rough it, bringing your own water, cook over the fire, pee outside, <clears throat> sleep in a tent? Or do you glamp in a cave? I've never heard of that Wait. before. Like glamp, like camp, but glam, you know? Glamp. When was
1: the last time you went camping?
0: Dude, I haven't been camping in probably. I was in college the first time.
1: No, I mean camp, not get campy.
0: No. No, we had that question the other day when someone asked <laughs> the weirdest place we made whoopee. No. The last time I went camping, I was in college out in okay. East Tennessee, and I would have been like maybe 20. Yeah. Hmm. So 14 years ago to give That's away my horrible old age.
1: <laughs> you ain't old. Wait till you hear this answer. Well, I was okay. a Boy Scout. Uh-oh. I camped every freaking month. For two and a half years or three years, when I was going from Cub Scout to Weeblo to Boy Scout, and this was in the like late '80s, early '90s, and my troop was a camping troop, something fierce. Yes, we did it the hard way. Mm. The hard way. We did it with tents, with tables, everything that we did weighed a hundred pounds. And my scoutmaster was this great big guy. I mean, I swear he weighed like three hundred and twenty pounds, and everything we owned <laughs> was a hundred pounds. Everything. The tent was 100 pounds. The light was 100 pounds. The tables were 200 pounds. And there was like six of us boys. And this man (laughs) didn't carry a thing. We carried everything. Eight miles. One way and the other in the Everglades. Yes, I camped like a boss. And I still can.
0: So Mary, Blake was a Boy Scout and they did it the hard way. Ryan Seifert asks, Dear Alan and Blake, if you ran an Ankapistan autonomous zone, would there be laws against having a monopoly on Molotov cocktail sales? Um, you wouldn't need to have laws on that because natural monopolies don't exist, at least not for long. You know what? I think in our, in, in our Ankapistan, there'd be plenty of people selling Molotovs, so wouldn't need the laws for monopolies. there do something it.
1: with all that extra alcohol. If
0: anything, the monopolies exist because of regulating out yeah, exactly. competitors. Right. So, yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, Lyle Durio writes, uh, Dear Alan Blake, When we colonize Mars and the rest of the world has the same body weight in kilograms as we Americans weigh 62% less in pounds, will they still call us obese? Now, see, I already told Lyle privately this is this is why he gets top billing from viewer mail because he <laughs> thinks hardcore. outside the box.
1: Man, that's... <laughs> that was good. That's so, like,
0: that's, so Blake, are, like, are Americans still going to be called uh, obese on Mars?
1: No. Uh, yes 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 Yes.
0: um jeff johnson writes didn't jeff john
1: wait did we already get one from him
0: he he asked us margaritas or manhattans yeah now he's asking us speedo or nude beach what's jeff do? like is he is this what he does and he's just projecting i don't know so Jeff, By the way, I know he lives in Pennsylvania, so I don't think a lot of people are going out to the nude beach.
1: Not very mood, many nude beaches.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Jeff, wow. stop it. Yeah. Get some help. Um, I mean, if I had to choose, I'd say Speedo because some people shouldn't be naked and you know who you are. Uh, and finally, Pat Henry, our good friend Pat Henry writes, uh, Dear Alan and Blake. Which will end up killing more Americans, COVID or the impending economic meltdown? Um, Americans makes it a little bit tricky because we, we, we are so lucky to live in a country that, that has the prosperity that it does have that most people aren't going to literally die of starvation or, or whatever in the United States. Now, if there's a massive economic collapse and the dollar collapses and everything else, I, I, I reserve the right to be. Proven wrong on this, yeah. yeah. But if you're talking about worldwide, oh, absolutely. From yeah. economic meltdown, sure. absolutely. I mean, there there's reports right now of all like the number of kids that are starving in different places because of the lack of economic um, practice due right. to shutdowns and yeah. kind of the trickle down effect of major economies shutting down and then getting dark. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> dark. It's it's really a shame that we ended on such <laughs> a dark <laughs> note <laughs> on viewer mail because totally as soon as we down, get back from this darkness. commercial break, it's all downhill oh, it's from all here, downhill. buddy. So thanks, Pat.
1: (laughs) Thanks for stealing the joy.
0: (laughs) Well, now that we've already kind of like greased the depression wheel, let's go ahead and have that commercial break. We're going to be back to talk about Garrett Foster after this. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at alan at funnybroke.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. So I know most of our audience has probably caught wind of uh, what went down this past weekend in, in Austin, Texas. But for for those of you who have no idea or... Are just getting caught up. Uh, there was a shooting in Austin, Texas, at a Black Lives Matter protest slash rally, whatever you want to call it, uh, this past weekend, and uh, one of the protesters there named Garrett Foster uh, was killed. And the driver of, of a vehicle that allegedly had had was turning through where a crowd was, and the crowd was around the car, and and tensions rose, and the driver of the vehicle shot and hit and killed Garrett Foster. Now there's a lot to unpack with this, and and I don't and I had said actually previously in a, in a comment on our social media I don't promise people who are listening tonight that you're going to like everything I have to say about it. We're going to try in our first segment to be as fair with what information we have that there is available to talk about what happened and what we know and don't know, and then in the second segment talk a little bit about sort of the lasting ramifications of it. So we're gonna start, Blake, go ahead and roll this. This is a clip of a video of Garrett Foster giving an interview ele- shortly before his death, followed by a couple of camera angles of the event that took place. So if you have a weak stomach, don't wanna hear the audio, uh, whatever, um, I, now would be a good time to mute and you can catch us back when the video ends. Uh, but Blake, go ahead and roll that clip. Can a
2: little bit about gun again?
0: Oh, it's a AK-47. Uh, what you got it out
2: tonight
1: they don't let us march in the streets anymore so gotta practice some some of our rights Do you feel like you'll need to use it? Nah, I think the, uh, I mean, if I use it uh, against the cops, I'm dead, and uh, I think all the people that hate us and, you know, want to say shit to us are are
2: too big of uh, pussies to stop and actually
1: do anything about it, so. Why'd you
2: start carrying? Well, our
1: roommate got arrested, and they stopped letting us march anywhere, so,
2: start carrying. Thanks.
0: So right off the bat, I want to say, frankly, you don't see a lot. We know that the shooting took place. We know that there was a car turning through that intersection, turning right where there was a big crowd of protesters. And then of course you just see the chaos that ensues from the gunshots. So um, um, before we start to dig too deep into this, I want you to go ahead and show that picture of Garrett Foster and his fiance. So there's just so that we know it kind of talk a little bit about the human side of this and we'll get into that in the second segment as well. So that's a picture of Garrett Foster and his fiance. Um, just a, a quick, for your own knowledge, <clears throat> um, Garrett is known to have been a, uh, activist in the, in the libertarian community. Um, his wife uh, really wanted to go to the black lives matter protest. Now his wife is a quadruple amputee and she's wheelchair bound and Garrett it, was her primary caretaker. And she wanted to go to these protests and Garrett took her. He, he believed that he was doing a good thing by going to these protests to try to talk to people to, to exercise his rights. Um, So the first thing we're going to read off from, so this is actually from CBS Austin. Uh, It's a quick article and Blake, go ahead and pull that up. Uh, No, that's the picture, Blake, the CBS Austin article. There you go. Uh, BLM protester allegedly aiming legally carried rifle at Carr may have led to his death. Now that's, that's obviously a loaded headline. Um, and it did, I mean, to their credit, they use the word allegedly, I guess. So we should, we should give them that much at least. Uh, but it says chaos erupt during a local black lives matter protest after gunfire leaves one marcher dead. Now police are trying to sort out exactly what happened as we learn more about the man who died and the circumstances that led to his shooting. Foster was shot Saturday night by a motorist who had who had just turned south onto Congress Avenue from 4th Street and may have been surprised by the number of people on the street. Preliminary reports indicate the car got caught in the crowd and was surrounded by marchers when Foster, who was legally open carrying a rifle, approached the vehicle. Um, really quick, I want to mention, so some people some people have given accounts that this was an area where there should not have been cars, that they had passed by barricades and He was turning where there was going to be a rally and should not have been motorists. But you see other motorists there as well, so I'm not sure I buy that. Um, According to Austin Police Chief Brian Manley, Mr. Foster, who was holding an AK-47, approached the driver's side window as other people in the crowd started to strike the vehicle. Now, there's people who have said that that's not true, that the driver initiated the altercation by by Aggressively driving into the protesters, not the protesters approaching the vehicle. But according to this, uh, gunshots were fired from inside the vehicle at Mr. Foster. During the initial investigation of the incident, it appears that Mr. Foster may have pointed his weapon at the driver of this vehicle prior to being shot. Now, on that, let's, so you can, Blake, you go ahead now. Pull up that uh, picture of the, so we have a, a freeze image of the vehicle. So there's the vehicle. So we're looking at the back of the car who's turning kind of right away from us, from the camera's perspective. And you see what appears to be Garrett Foster there with his rifle. Now it's really hard to make out. And I actually didn't use the image with an outline, but if you look really closely, you can see that of course he has the, he has his rifle slung around his neck. Um, He is holding the rifle. It appears to be pointed down, which is what some of your hardcore types like to call the low ready. Now, there's a little bit of conjecture about whether or not he pointed the rifle at the driver. Now, one thing I want to mention, because I'm trying to be as fair about this as possible and, and then share some of my own perspective later. It does not appear in that picture that he is pointing the gun at the driver. But this is just one picture. And we don't know everything that happened before and after the picture. Now, I know that there's some people saying, oh, that's what all the right wingers say. Well, when you see police brutality, well, what happened before the video? Well, I I don't know. And that's the point. I don't know. I don't know what happened immediately before or after this. Right there, it doesn't look like he is. However, there's something to be said about if you see, if you're in a situation where tensions are heightened and you believe people that mean you ill will have surrounded your vehicle and one of them comes up holding a weapon. I'm not sure your first thought is, boy, I sure hope his safety is on and it's good thing he's pointing it down, right? Right. We'll come back to that later. So we'll, we'll get that out of here. I actually want to move on. Here's a, here's a a second, uh, piece of writing and this, this comes from CNN and yes, CNN sucks, but I, I got lots of information from lots of different sources. So this is, from, this is from CNN. It's talking about some witnesses. So the witness to Austin Black Lives Matter shooting says the driver incited the violence. A witness to the deadly shooting at an Austin Black Lives Matter protest said the shooter was not defending against violence but was initiating it. The driver accused of shooting Garrett Foster intentionally and aggressively accelerated their vehicle into a crowd of people before shots rang out. James Sassonikowski said, I want to be very clear that the driver incited the violence. He accelerated into the crowd of people and he shot first. Um, I don't know. So there, there is something to be said that there is an eyewitness account who, who claims that the driver accelerated into the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, the driver turned right on a red. And in a lot of states, you can turn right on a red yeah. after a stop. And now, while yes, you should still be yielding to pedestrians, there's something to be said for pedestrians crossing a sidewalk versus pedestrians just simply blocking the street. Right. I wasn't there. I don't know. Right. Is it right for you, even if you, and and there's this, this kind of gets to, and and I don't want to kind of spoil the the punchline here at the end of the segment, but there's something to be said for just compassion that. If I'm in the right to be driving down the street, but there's a baby in the road, I don't say I have a right to drive here and then drive over the baby. No. So, no, I don't think the driver should be plowing into a crowd of people, even if the driver thinks he has the right of way. But I'm not saying that's what happened because I don't know. Right. That's what this eyewitness account says. Sasna said he does not know if Foster pointed his gun at the driver and he hasn't heard any of the other witnesses say that happened, but he says the driver initiated the encounter. So even though, so even though we do have this eyewitness account of kind of the beginning of the situation, we still don't know a lot of the particulars that happened immediately surrounding the vehicle. Right. Um, so, police responded to the 911 call Saturday in which the caller stated that they had shot someone who had approached their car window and pointed a rifle at them. So, we'll actually get to this. So go ahead, Blake, go ahead and pull up the, the next one. This one, unfortunately, comes from Fox. Austin police release man who says he fatally shot protester. So, I, I, I want to point out the 911 call, not 11. The 911 call came from the driver. Mm -hmm. The driver did not simply commit some sort of hit and run and then try to flee the scene and hide his identity. The driver fled the scene and then called 911 to say that this altercation happened. So I'm just simply pointing out, I'm not saying the driver was in the right or in the wrong. I'm just simply pointing out he was the one, he admitted it. He's gone on record as saying, I shot Garrett Foster. A man who admitted to fatally shooting an armed Black Lives Matter protester in Alston on Saturday night was taken into custody and then released pending further investigation. So he has been released. Yeah. Now, just because he's been released after giving a statement does not mean that he could not be arrested later if, right. if the DA decides to file charges, if there's enough evidence to pursue that. That just simply means he's, he's out on his own recognizance right now. Chief Brian Manley said detectives assigned to the homicide unit detained the man and interviewed him after he called 911 shortly after the shooting. The man said he had shot someone who approached his vehicle during the demonstration and pointed a weapon at him. So the driver believes that Garrett Foster pointed his rifle at him. Um, We are heartbroken over the loss of Mr. Foster last night, Manley said. It's actively being investigated and ongoing in conjunction with the Travis County District Attorney's Office. The chief said after the vehicle turned into a crowd of protesters and was hawking its horn, and you do hear that in the video, uh, witnesses observed Foster holding an AK-47 rifle and approached the driver's side window as some protesters pounded on the vehicle. I don't know about the pounding on the vehicle, and that is, in in my mind, that's an important aspect of this, because if you drove into where the protesters are, then you're sort of de facto surrounded by the protesters, and there's... And, and now the, the video does show a bunch of the protesters approaching the vehicle. Right. So I don't think it's completely unfair to say protesters surrounded the vehicle. But if the vehicle drove into the protesters, then he put himself in that position. Exactly. I don't, I'm not sure that I've seen conclusive evidence of people yeah. banging on all sides yeah. of the vehicle. Which, by the way, if you're driving a vehicle and you get surrounded by a crowd and they're beating on your vehicle, yes, all of a sudden you become quite fearful for your That's safety. That's right. But we, but we still don't know about the gun pointing, which the yeah. driver says he did. Um, so the driver was detained. The driver was released. The individual had a concealed carry license, as did the person who shot Foster. Now there was one other shooter, which uh-huh. was someone else on the scene that right. shot, fired shots as at the car as it was leaving. Uh-huh. And to, and my understanding, that person was also detained by police and has currently also been released. Uh-huh. Now, from a legal standpoint, I wish we had Suzanne here to talk a little bit about the legal standpoint. Now, this is really tricky because if you decide that the driver was perfectly in their right to fire uh, at Garrett Foster in fear for their life and they are innocent in this, then if that uh, if a different if a third party then returned fire at the driver, then they're shooting at someone they shouldn't be shooting at. Right. Exactly. Because that, it gets it gets really sticky. I mean. At this point, I think it's fair to have everyone released pending investigation because I'm not sure that an investigation where they try to indict everyone is really in everyone's best interest. Um, But that's what we have so far. I'm going to scroll down here really quick. Um, So so Chief Manley there in Austin has made a public appeal for more video and photographs. Because as you've seen, I mean, these are the videos and the photographs that are heavily circulating. Right. And while it gives us some insight into what happened, we still don't have a crystal clear picture of the event right as it took place. Um, Foster went to Saturday's protest with his fiancee, Whitney Mitchell, a 28-year-old quadruple amputee who uses a wheelchair. Her mother... Uh, whitney mitchell's mother told the paper she worried about them attending the protest sparked by the death of george floyd in police custody i told her not to go i was afraid something would happen patricia kirvin said she said i don't feel like i'm doing enough i want to do more Hmm. she physically is okay but mentally she is not inconsolable is the only word i can think of because she'll talk for a bit and then she'll break down Sheila Foster, Garrett Foster's mother said, my son would never, ever point a gun at somebody and risk going to jail or getting shot because he wouldn't want to leave the love of his life helpless like she is now. Hmm. One quick comment before we go to the next commercial break. So he did say some inflammatory things in that interview that he gave. However, he also said some very level headed things about not intending to use the rifle, not using the rifle right. towards authority figures, that sort of thing, because of yeah. the can of worms that you open up. So I, I tend to believe, I believe his mom, Sheila, when uh-huh. she says that, but it still comes down to the pointing of the gun and comes down to the position that the driver was in, whether by, from his own actions or otherwise
2: Yeah,
0: and what would constitute a reasonable response.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, So we're going to go into a little bit more of this when we come back from the next break.
1: No huh. Too no serious. huh. Yeah. Too no serious. Serious. huh. too serious
0: So I want to spend this this last segment talking a little bit about about the man, about responsibility, personal responsibility, about humanity and about compassion.
2: Yeah.
0: But I want to start with. So this is from the Austin Chronicle, uh, where they're they're calling Garrett Foster a hero. It says protester killed at BLM march, and shoot, shooter released from custody. Foster remembered at defiant vigil. Garrett was a hero. Um, Foster, who did not fire his weapon, received first aid at the scene before being transported to Del Seton Medical Center where he was pronounced dead around 10.30 p.m. Saturday night. Despite early reports of multiple victims, no other injuries have been reported. The motorist, whose name has still not been made public by Austin Police, boy, he's lucky for that, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, reportedly called 911 after driving away and was brought in for questioning by homicide detectives and, was, and as was the second shooter... According to Sunday evening, uh, Chief Brian Manley, both have been released pending further investigation. Um, Many who gathered on Sunday have marched and rallied alongside Foster and his fiancée, Whitney Mitchell, throughout the weeks of protests against police violence and white supremacy organized by the Mike Ramos Brigade. With Mitchell present, the vigil featured flowers, candles, incense, and fond memories of Foster, as with other occasions for public grieving that have become sadly familiar. So there's a few quotes in this article and from some other people in, in our community in the Liberty community that I know that they're well intentioned, but I, I take a little bit of a section with. So, so for one that, you know, a lot of people there's, there's kind of like these, we live in such a polarized society, don't we? Yeah. Where you can't have a rational opinion that takes from experience and information and and can be subject to change. You just have to be completely polarized, left or right, right or wrong, yes or no. And there's no room for in-between. And so because of that, in this particular instance, you have people on one side that are just ready to lionize the guy, saying he was a hero. Some people said that he was trying to bridge the gap, that he's trying to spread the message, He's trying to talk about libertarianism. Some people who say that he gave his life for what he believed in that last one's bullshit. He did not give his life for Liberty. For one, he had his life taken from him. He did. He had his life taken from him. That's right. And second of all, he didn't do that. His death is not a net positive for Liberty.
1: That's right.
0: I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, if Garrett Foster had a chance to do it over again. He wouldn't have put himself in that situation. What he would have done differently in that situation, I don't know because I don't know 100% what happened in the first place. Right. But one way that I know for a fact that he'd be alive today is to not be in that situation in the first place. That's right. I tell you, I would not put myself in that position. And you can call me whatever you want. That's fine. I get to be here. I get to be alive to hear it. He doesn't, but I wouldn't put myself in that position where I could potentially be such a target. I would not, I would not be at a black lives matter protest. I would not be at a black lives matter protest because we live in a politically divisive world where the overwhelming majority of people have decided that they are for or against what that stand, that movement stands for, and that they know for sure what that movement does and doesn't stand for. People have made up their minds on this, and a lot of people don't have favorable opinions. A lot of people can turn on the news for five minutes and see fires and destruction and looting and rioting, which is not the same thing as protesting. And I understand that you might think it's intellectually dishonest to not differentiate between BLM, the organization, and BLM, the movement. But I can tell you a lot of people don't take the time to do that differentiating. So I would not. I don't feel like protesting in the sense of Black Lives Matter is, is, is an effective way to pursue anything. I really don't. I don't think that a great number of the people, I would dare say a great majority of the people involved in these protests or riots, value liberty as a primary political virtue the way that we do. I don't believe these people are willing to have a good faith debate on the topic a protest is not a classroom. That's right. So no, I don't think, I would not want any of my people, I don't want any of my friends or any of my fans or supporters, people who believe strongly in their convictions for liberty, I, I don't want them going and putting themselves in a position of danger like Garrett Foster did. Yep. I love my fiance Anna Kay. We're gonna we're getting married. I'm getting yeah, married. You are. That happened in episode awesome. 100. Got got engaged. Um, I'm I'm very thankful that Anna Kay is a healthy young lady. Um, but whether she was or whether she was wheelchair bound like Whitney Mitchell, I would not be taking Anna Kay in a wheelchair to a protest. Yep. I just wouldn't. It. Because as, as well-intentioned as you may be, large groups of people can get out of hand mm-hmm. and bad things can happen. That's right. And and you can blame it on whatever you want to blame it on. You can blame it on bad actors. You can blame it on the jackboot thugs of the state inciting the violence. But it's still violence. And I still don't want someone that I love and care about and someone who is perhaps particularly vulnerable to be there. Yeah. I promise you if... Whitney Mitchell had to do it over again, she would not be telling Garrett, hey, let's go to the protest. Right. Because him being alive and here with us would be so much better for everyone he left behind and for Liberty Mm -hmm. than for him to not be here. Right. He is not a martyr and I don't want one. I want him here. Yeah. So... I don't think that the BLM people are our friends. I don't think they value liberty. I think that if they had their way, that they would use the power of the state to put their boot on our necks just as quickly as the current state does.
2: Yep.
0: But I'll tell you who else isn't our friend. Who else isn't our friend is that other side of this polarized topic. The hardcore, the, the righties, the right-wingers, the cuck-servatives, as I like to call them. The ones who think, oh, he was at a BLM protest? Commie. He was at a BLM protest, therefore he is a BLM protester. You didn't see any of these articles, by the way, talking about how he was a libertarian activist. No, 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 Every single one of them said BLM protester. Right. Because if you're protesting and you're at a BLM rally, you're a BLM protester. Yep. You and I might differentiate, but most people don't differentiate these types of nuances.
1: They don't.
0: And the right wingers, the people who I actually told our admins when this episode aired, be perfectly quick on the trigger to block people. If anyone joins is and I hope I hope this hasn't happened because even though this is live, this isn't this is recorded. Um, Absolutely. If anyone came into that chat over there and started posting inappropriate things there, they were getting blocked. But I've seen all sorts of things, and and I'm not and I'm not advertising this because I think they're funny or cute. But I want I want people to see what I'm talking about. Go ahead and go ahead and roll that slideshow right there. So there's a, a gravestone with Garrett Foster in the picture on it that says "eft Round found out how to get that cute quadriplegic to break up with her boyfriend, a guy shooting his gun out the window." <sighs> resist with a picture of Whitney Mitchell and resist, but not a fist. When your caregiver gets killed at the Antifa riot and you don't know who will wipe your ass from now on, Garrett Foster didn't do anything with the crying commie there. Everybody meet Garrett Foster. His pronouns are was, were. You can go ahead and you can close that garbage. Jeez. Do those sound like people that are friends to Liberty to you? No, they don't. i tell you what. I would even go so far as this. Let's say by some crazy chance, some just vile SOB that made one of those things genuinely would love to live in Encapistan. Remember, we had the viewer mail uh-huh. question. So yeah, I'm yeah, running yeah. an Encapistan autonomous zone. It's mine. Yeah, yeah. I'm running it. And that guy is totally on board. I'd say take a hike. Yeah. Because we believe in the so- voluntary association. So, uh-huh. yeah, you absolutely believe. I'm censoring that crap. Uh-huh. We are not going to hear it. Because they are reveling in his death. Yeah. They are reveling in his death. Monsters. Killers. Mm -hmm. His death is not a a net positive for liberty. No. It's not. I I want you to pull up this one last tweet. This is from Mayor Adler there in Austin. This, This is from the mayor. In a split moment, three guns were drawn, eight shots were fired, and a protester was tragically killed. This is horrible, as is all gun violence. There are too many guns. Our city is shaken, and like so many in our community, I'm heartbroken and stunned. Now, that's your typical you political pandering. Yes, yeah, sure. I get it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But the thing is, is that he's seizing upon this yep. to go back to the gun control debate. Here we go. Here we go.
1: Uh-huh.
0: What a shame it is that this young man's life, who was cut short, no matter who you want to put the blame on, a young man is dead. Right. And we would all be better served with him alive than dead. Yeah. And this will not be used as an example to ignite the flames of liberty. This will not be used as, an, as, as fodder to, to spread the message. More people will not go out and try to bridge the gap, as they say, because he is dead. No, it will be used as an example to take rights away because people can't be trusted with them. Look what happens when people exercise their rights. People yep. die. Yep. That's what will be said. It's already been being said.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So to kind of put the put an ending to this. I would not have done what Garrett Foster did. I would not want anyone I love or care about to do what Garrett Foster did. If you don't believe that he was the one that initiated the aggression, that's fine. I don't know. I, I, let's say you're right. Then when the car comes rolling into there, I'm going the other way. Right. Because this is a tense situation. This is a politically charged environment and people are getting hurt out there. People are getting, people are getting killed. Yeah. There's lots of violence going around. There's protesters, uh, and I'm being, I'm being kind when I say that, that are attacking other protesters. There's looting going on. There's destruction of property going on, which we don't believe in those things. Right. And yes, there's jackboot thugs laying down the law. There's a lot of that too. And we don't, we don't condone that either. But I wouldn't put myself in that position. I wouldn't make myself to be a target. I certainly wouldn't take one of my loved ones who is particularly vulnerable right. into that situation, no matter who's at fault, because we like to talk about personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like Garrett was being particularly responsible to be where he was and to be caught in the situation he was in. Right. Now with that said, I have no reason to doubt his character. I know lots of people have had lots of glowing things to say about him. That's why I've said before, and I'll say again we're we are we are all worse off for his being gone mm-hmm. than having him here, so I want to end a little bit about compassion. Those people that made those memes have no compassion for him; they don't care that a young man is dead, as far as they're concerned. He was just the other person, he was the other who believed in things that they do not, and so. Why why care when some less than human thing dies? Because that's how they view him. Yep. They have no compassion. I imagine a lot of those people are right-wingers, and I imagine a lot of those right-wingers think call themselves Christians. It doesn't seem like a very Christian attitude that they're having. But I also want to have compassion for the driver. I want to have compassion for the driver because at this point I don't know. I don't know what was in his mind or in his heart. I don't know if he wanted to plow into a group of protesters, if he wanted to cause them harm because he felt like they were just in the way and out of place, or that he made a poor decision himself but did not ultimately want it to rise to that, and he sees a young man coming at him with a weapon, and he's not sure where it's pointed. Maybe he thinks it's pointed at him. I mean, it was night. It was nighttime. He'll have to live with this, too. Mm-hmm. Either the driver was in the right or the driver was in the wrong. Either Garrett Foster was in the right or he was in the wrong. Or maybe both of them made some unwise decisions and both of them share some of the blame. But Garrett, no, matter, no matter who's at fault, Garrett's no longer with us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's sad and we should mourn that. Mm-hmm. And no matter who's at fault, the driver will have to live with that as well. Yeah. I can't imagine... I've already said what I would do if I were in Garrett Foster's situation, which is not be there. But he was there and and I I'm so sorry for those he leaves behind. Now, I put myself in the shoes of the driver. If I was the driver and a group of people was around my vehicle and they were beating on the vehicle, if I saw a guy walking up to my driver's side door carrying a rifle, it's so easy in hindsight to talk about what we would do. And it's so easy for the, just in the same way that those idiots that made those memes, it's so easy for the keyboard warrior to say, yeah, man, I'm fighting for what's right. I'm yeah, I'm going to draw on whoever or, or no man, he's got it at the low ready. He's not pointing it at you. You got to be more disciplined. These are not soldiers. These are just people.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And the situation is tense and it's nighttime and you're surrounded by people. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know what I would do. I will neither sit here and tell you, heck yeah, man, I'd blow them away. Nor will I sit here and tell you that I wouldn't because I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened between those guys. And I don't know exactly what I would do depending on what the situation was, but I would tell you it's scary. Mm -hmm. And I would tell you if it ended the way that it did end for them and I was the driver, then I'd have to live with that the rest of my life. Yep, I killed somebody. And I'd have to live with that the rest of my life. Yeah. And I wouldn't wish that on anybody. No. I wouldn't wish any of this on anybody. So I don't want you going out and protesting with Black Lives Matter. I don't want you going out making yourself a target. I, I want you to live your best life. I want you to take care of you and yours. I want you to spread the message in an environment where people are ready to listen. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to put yourself in danger. And I don't want anyone to have to live with what these people involved will have to live with. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I think that's, I think that's enough. Let's go ahead and take the last commercial break. Like us on our Facebook page That's facebook.com slash funnybroke You can follow me on Twitter twitter twitter.com at Alan M. Mosley Subscribe to our YouTube page That's youtube.com slash funnybroke I don't know what we're doing next week but it's going to be a heck of a lot more upbeat than this (laughs)
2: Good luck with that (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I, I was worried going into today Because I figured there'll probably be some people That might be watching That don't like some of the things I had to say And that's fine
2: Yeah.
0: I, I, don't, I don't expect everybody to agree with me On whatever But Please take care of yourselves Please love the one you're with And um, I don't know Just that's not the way. We got to find a better way. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of It's Too Late with Alan Mosley, and we will see you next week.